We're starting at the top of uh, Membe's Amud Aleph at the Tura. Tavamar, the Kulam Shkilchu Shlovatar, Oshi Shairu Shtesarot, Loatsamalokum. So as we saw before, that anybody who cuts with that razor or cuts and leaves over two hairs, and then they haven't successfully cut their hair at the end of their Nizirut. So Amar of Akka, Breder of Ika, it's based on this statement. That from this we see that in general, when you have a rov, that is considered, we have the majority, it's considered as if you've done the whole thing. Min ha Torah. So when it says, Mimai, how do you know this? Since the Torah told us by Nazir specifically, right on the seventh day, he needs to take a haircut. This is talking about Tiglachat Hatuma, right? That he's getting a haircut. Uh, at the end of his period of Tuma to re-enter into the Zirut. But it says, And then it repeats it and says, So what's the extra That extra B'yom HaShvi Gilchenu tells us he has to cut his whole head, everything, not even two hairs left. So the presumption is that if in the rest of the Torah robe is good enough, then the Torah has to go out of its way by Nazir to teach you that robe doesn't work, and you need literally kol. The fact that it needs to teach you literally kol by Nazir implies that in the rest of the Torah, rubo kukulo would work. So, This is written by Nazir Tamei, and here you're talking about Nazir Tor. So in Eretz Yisrael, they laughed about the question of Rabbi Yosef Barbechenina. What's the question? What's the question is that we are trying to learn to Nazir Tahor. Right? We're trying to learn to call Torah Kula. Right, but also to Nazir Tahor, that you can't leave over any amounts. You can't leave any hair over. So there are two things. One, there are two impl- it's one easier to learn to Nazir Tahor than to call it Tarakula, but right. it seems that he's trying to learn to call it Tarakula. Right. He is the, no, the statement of the Gemara is that you can learn the Tarakula because of what it says by Nazir. Yeah. Because if, why would the Nazir have to tell you that you have to do everything unless other places we think that you don't have to do everything? So that's one separate limit. Then the second limit is that by Nazir we require him to do everything. How do you know by Nazir you have to require him to do everything? So the answer to the Gemara is, oh, but Yom HaShvi Yigelchenu. But Yom HaShvi Yigelchenu was only found by Nazir Tameh. How do you know the statement of Amar Mar? How do you know that when you take the haircut at the end of your Nazirut, if you don't, if you don't robe, it's not sufficient? How do you know that? So that the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef Rechlin asked this, and they, they laughed about this question in Eretz Yisrael. Minola. How do you know that a Nazir Tameh needs a razor? Learn it out from Nazir Tahor, which says Tahor, though you, well, either way, depending if you're Rebbe or the other Tana over there, but basically it says, but that's written by Nazir Tahor. And yet we still require a razor by a Nazir Tameh. So, so to over here, if we have such a heckish between them, they can do it this way. Right? But if a person leaves over when he's cutting for his tuma, his teklach of the tuma leaves over two hairs, he's done nothing. 
Right? So also over here he has done nothing. Okay, Vaya Vaya. So Vaya has Nozir Shigileach Vishier Shtese Arot. We'll keep it on pause for a second. So now, when I come to shave those two hairs, they're not there. One of them has already fallen out. 
So now I can't shave the two hairs that I left over. Can't shave the two hairs that I left over. Maybe that equal doesn't go away. Or maybe on the other hand, our requirement is that all the hair be removed. And all the hair is removed now, even though it fell out. So that's what Gemara says here in the question. Right here, there is no hair anymore. Or Dilma, right? Do we say that the whole purpose of shaving your head is that there be no hair? And now when you've shaved your head, left over the two hairs, one fell out, you cut the other one, there is no hair left, right? Or maybe this isn't considered shaving. We're required to shave your head, and that's not shaving. In the beginning, he left over two hairs. And now when he goes to cut his hair, there are two hairs to cut. So he can't complete his... Right? Can't complete his... Other pashta. So now the Gemara, this is where the Girsik is very difficult. First of all, the Gemara here added in the Tutsdodim of what Rav was thinking. Our Gemara doesn't have it, but explicitly states what the Tutsdodim are. Then, Hadar Pashto, this is where our Girsik is difficult. Sayar Inkan Giluach Inkan. So the Gemara says, oh, no problem. He answered up his question. He said, the end, there is no hair here. There is no shaving here. No, no requirement for shaving. Oh, that's not what it says. It says that he says that it, there is no hair and there is no shaving. So the Gemara asked that question. The Gemara says, he Sayar Inkan. What do you mean? Is what you're saying. If there is no hair, then it should be as if he shaved it. Meaning that you can't say that there is no hair and there's no giluach. Those are the two tzadim of Rabbah. Either I need no hair and I have no hair, or I need giluach and I can't do giluach. But you can't have it be both ways. So Gemara says, inkan giluach Right? That doesn't make any sense. If there is no isayar, <coughs> that means that you did shave it. It's the equivalent of shaving it. So Gemara says, like you just said, so even though there's no hair here, mitzvah giluach enkan, you can't accomplish it. Because there is no hair here, you can't do the giluach, you can't do the shaving. If you can't do the shaving, then what? You can't complete the giluach of the shvi'i. So that would mean if a nazir who, whose hair all fell out, you'd also have the same problem. Uh, right, possibly, although there it's different. Here he shaved his head and left over two, so he has an equal to his shaving. Right, he did the shaving, and then he left over two hairs, and he can't shave those hairs because they're gone now. So he has to wait for his hair to grow back. person who has no hair to shave to start with, right? No, he, he did have hair to I'm shave. I'm or if before it the... fell out. Right, but the point where he came to shave it, there was no hair. Yeah. Maybe that there's no equal at this point, right. because he has no two hairs left. That might be okay. It might be that he doesn't... Right, or may just have to run the razor over it, and that'll be Yotze. Here, the problem is that he had... You know, when we say, right, whenever you have the... Right, you don't you don't have to do Bila mixing where it's not Akev. But where it is Maki, then you can't, then even if you don't mix it, right, sorry, if you don't, if you do need Bila, right, and you're able to do Bila, then it's not Maki. But if you do, if you, if you can't do Bila, then Bila is Maki. It's the same thing over here. If you could shave all the hairs off, and then you leave the two hairs at the end, that's going to be Maki, and when they fall out, it's going to cause you a problem. If you never had any hair to shave because it fell out before you got to the point where you needed to shave it, then maybe that's not Akiv anymore and you could shave your head. I think that's definitely the case. Now just what the conclusion of the um, Gemara is here is also funny because the Mephari says, what does it mean mitzvah giluach enkan? That sounds like it's a lachatila thing. But the mitzvah giluach is no longer here. And that's, the Mephari over here says, mihu b'di'evit shapirdami. 
that if you shave the giluach, what's over the two hairs and they fall out? Even though he lost the mitzvah giluach, he still accomplished what he needed to do, which is have a clean head. That's what the Mephorish learned. Although that's a little more difficult. It sounds like from the Gemara, which I think is true, that it's Ba'akiv. And that's what Tosfus says over here. Tosfus in Vavakama uh, says that what does it mean? Mitzvah giluach enkan. Ume'akiv. It's Ma'akiv. If you can't do a giluach, then you can't finish up your nizirut, at least according to the one who believes that the gilachas is ma'akevet. Kilologi giluach, komar. It's as if he has a shape. Komar. Kaman dharma giluach ma'akev. Like Rabbi Lezer says that giluach is ma'akev. It says, dharma yishte anazirayin achar kum. Kinami. So it gives the other possibility, which is the possibility of the mefarish. That the inyan mitzvah komar. The lokian mitzvah giluach. It's not the kind of mitzvah giluach. But leave it to Kuliyama, the pluk that he benoz your preparing kimu and it's not ma'akev. Giluach is not ma'akev. Since Giluach is not ma'akev, then... But he says over here, he didn't do the Giluach. So he didn't do the mitzvah of Giluach, but doesn't stop him from afterwards drinking wine and being the time of the mitzvah. He's ended his nizirut. It's a machlokis. Uh, we had this comment, I think, where we learned earlier on that whether Giluach is ma'akev or not ma'akev. And how did the Rambam learn that last line? I see he passed him there. Mitzvah's Giluach in Interesting to see what he says. Right, whether it's a uh, the or the other. Yeah. So there's a restriction against the Nazir taking his hair out. Right? So now what about when he rubs his hair, he shampoos his hair? What about that? So the Mishnah says he's allowed to be Khulfaif. And what is Khulfaif? Khulfaif, according to the Mephorish, Khulfaif means Mikarate. It's the script. Or to scratch or to scrape his head. Only with his fingers on that. Right. Umifat's face means that he divides up his hair, that he somehow parts or, you know, moves his hair without using a comb. So that's, that's kofeif, umifat's face. Tosa says that kofeif is that it sounds like he's washing his hair. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like he's shampooing his hair. He's using a net there, you know, some sort of, uh, but, Kind of soap. Right, soap or cleanser and a daman dirt, whatever it is that they use, some sort of astringent to clear the clean the hair out. So you're allowed to do that right. as as a right. And a mitzvah's face is that again he says the same as the before. He said it means dividing the hair without using a comb. So those two are allowed, but using a comb is not allowed. So Mar says, "Kofei mitzvah's face, Mani, who's the author of the mission that allows you to do these things?" That's Rabbi Shimon here. This is Rabbi Shimon from the Gemara and Shabbos. Shimon and Shabbos believe Dhammar Dharashinam Skavin is Mutar. If Dharashinam Skavin, it's Mutar. So over here, when the Nazir does Khofifumifat's face, it's not necessarily obvious or certain that his hair will fall out. And if his hair does fall out, that is a Dharashinam Skavin, and therefore he's allowed to do it. He's Mutar to do it. Whereas if Allah Surah, sounds like he can't comb Atam the Rabbonan. That sounds like it goes to Rabbana, or meaning Rabbi Yehuda in the Gemara Shabbos, that Darish Shinnu Mizgavin is a sewer, because what you see that you're not allowed to comb. When you're combing, some hair might fall out. So Gemara says, Reish Rabbi Shimon, the Sefer Rabbana. The Gemara says, Naba Rabba, Kula Rabbi Shimon, he kola sorek, asir nimim dudolot mitkavein. When a person combs their hair, not only are they trying to move the hair on their head, but they're trying to also remove any loose hairs, any hairs that are just hanging on for dear life, that aren't really attached well, 
When they comb the hair, you comb out the hair, you assume that those dead hairs, or those nearly dead hairs, are going to come out. So therefore, it is a sigreshe. It's basically definite that when you comb your hair, hair will come out. And therefore, one may not be so rake their hair because you're intent. You're miscave to remove the hair. So it's one of two, I guess. You could say either that it's miscave, that you want to remove the hair, and therefore it's no longer a double shade of miscave, or it's a psikresha. That's not both. The psikresha isn't miscave. What? Psikresha is... Right. It can't be both. Psikresha isn't miscave. Psikresha in general... All right, well, that's a question. What psikresha does? Very good. So there's, a, there's two days about what a psikresha does. Does psikresha turn your inu kavana into kavana? Because your intent, we apply the intent of... Meaning that, by definition, since the psikresha, since it must happen, we say that that's your intention. Or do we say, since you intended for the first thing, the psikresha makes it that the second one also has whatever intent you had for the first thing. Right, because you want to comb your hair, and we know you want to comb your hair, we're going to apply that wanting to the other one. All right, but you're right. All right, so let's just assume that it's been scabbing yet, but tomorrow we'll get the psikresha in a second. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Omer, next Mishnah, Lo shouldn't use the dirt to clear the hair, some sort of that is stringent to clear your hair because it removes your hair. Because it removes the hair. It's not. Right? Because it will, it could remove the hair. What is the nafkamina? If you find some sort of dirt or cleanser that does not remove the hair. Right, so if you say because this dirt removes the hair, you can't use it, then if the adina is low matra shapir, then it's okay. Eliyamart, if you say mipnei masheret klal klal lo, right, if you say mipnei hamasheret that because it might take it away, there are times where it'll take it away, then you have a problem because even when you find things that are not taking out the hair, we're going to be goes there up to the times that it is removing the hair. Since we are worried about you removing the hair. That means that even in cases where it doesn't, we're not going to let you do it. Hello, somewhere it says, Teku. It's a Teku. So in Rabbi Yishmael, Alright, so if you look down in the rush, the rush is in the, narrow, the last narrow line in the rush. It says, it says, You see that in the last line in the rush? It's probably towards the last three, two lines in the rush. That he's allowed to yeah. separate his hair by driving a line through them, or whatever, drawing lines through them without using a comb. Why not a comb? Because that is a psik reshe. Don't use the yadama because that is considered a psik reshe. So that's the, the rush learns that it's a problem of psik reshe. By definition, when you comb or you use dirt, Right, it's going to come out. The hair will come out for sure, and that's a psikreshe. You could have learned, and that's a possibility that even though serrate in general does not psikreshe that the hair comes out, but because you want the hair to come out when it does come out, that is davershe miskave. Right, davershe miskave is not going to be poter. Right, or you could say that it is miskave because of the psikreshe, which we just discussed. It's just interesting to know here. It's an important thing that the application of davershe miskave outside of shabbos. Because in general, when we think about Dabrashen Miskaven, Lachshen, Tzvichel, the Gufa, all these items, they are unique to Shabbos because Shabbos requires Melechus Machshevis. Right? Since you require Melechus of Shabbos, then Kavon is important in what you do. But you see from here that the Gemara has application for Dabrashen Miskaven even outside of Shabbos. 
see here that Dabr Shayat's garments has been using by Nazir, even though there's no requirement of Malachas Machshevet by Nazir. Here we're talking about Chiyav Chattas, and Shogig is a, is a kind of, no, we're, we're not, no, we're Chiyav Chattas. No, even a laugh here, it's talking about a laugh, even that's We are talking about, we are talking about a laugh. Yeah. So, but a laugh, when we talk about Shogig and Mezid, you, you aren't interested in knowing the intent. Right, but that, uh, the intent there is to know whether he's, he's doing it intentionally or not doing it intentionally, but not mitzkavein l'malacha. Here we're not talking about kavana with regards to his intent is he does it by accident or he does it on purpose. Here we're talking about kavana with regards to right the malacha itself. Does the malacha itself, does the outcome of the malacha have the intention? Meaning that when you comb your hair, when you rub your hair, right? if you would say like this, for instance, you, whenever you rub your hair, hair comes out. And that's what you intend for. Then, if someone goes ahead, can still be a shogig in that instance. If he goes ahead and forgets that he's not allowed to shampoo his hair, and he goes and shampoos his hair, he'll be a shogig, right? And it'll still be davar shemitzkavi, because the intention, like for instance, if he combs his hair, the person who combs his hair, right, is a davar shemitzkavi or psikreshe, and nevertheless, he can still be a shogig when he covers his hair. That the kavana of shogig amazed are independent of the kavana in the internal malafa itself. Their malacha is, how does this malacha function, or how does this isur function? Does this isur, in and of itself, when you do something, is that your intent or not your intent? When you comb your hair, is your intent to remove hairs, or is your intent not to remove hairs? Mars' conclusion is that when you comb your hair, you intend to remove hairs. That doesn't mean that you could comb your hair, you could also comb your hair bimazid, or comb your hair bishogig. Right? So the term here of Darashin Eskabin, it happens to be a Shabbos term or a Shabbos concept, and here we see that we're applying it even outside of Shabbos. We see that one other place, also one other, or a couple other places. See, uh, it's Gemara Chulin by the Mizbeach, when they sprinkle on the Mizbeach, and then I'll have the Mechab and the Eish. See it by, uh, Karbanos. Huh? By there. Right, by Misasek, by Karbanos. Right. But there's not, again, there you're talking about the outside Malacha, not the internal Malacha. Uh-huh. Right, and then you have it by Kilayim. And Gemara Brachas talks about it by Kilayim if you're putting it on to be escape the taxes and not to wear it. So we see that Devers is coming shows up in places even outside of Shabbos. So it turns out that it's a Shabbos, it's not unique to Shabbos. So then you have to ask, what is unique about Devers Shinam Skavain by Shabbos? Because of Malachas Machshevis versus Kolha Torah Kula. Is there differences? I mean, maybe Devers Shinam Skavain and Kolha Torah Kula is different. Than the Davashin Miskave that is found by Shabbos. And that might be true, and the same is true with Machashain, Srikha, Lugufa. Alright, so that's important, as Tosas and Shabbos discusses this, whether the application, either Abonon, what are the applications outside of Shabbos, when you have Davashin Miskave, <coughs> what does Rabbi Shimon believe? What is it, Potur or Mutar? Like if you, if you intend to uproot hairs by Chippai, by being Chophev, I want my hair to come out and my hope like Hafifa. Yeah. And 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 you do that. Right, then it would be a problem, right? Your problems do Khafifa like that, yes. Because then it would be, you switch Khafifa to a Dovershim misgotten. Right. Alright, even though you could have forgotten that you were a Nazir and you're still a Shogun. It could be five Akatas and saying, but that's this Kavana here is not related to the Shogun Mazes Kavana. Alright. Alright, Mark. No Nazir, Shay Shote Yan Polio Inukhaibalakat. But the Nazir is drinking wine all day. It's only five once. Ella, Amrulo, Altishtea, Altishtea, they give him a straw each time before he drinks. Then he's five on each drink that he takes, each release he takes. He's shaving his head all day. He is only five 
ones. They keep telling him, don't shave, don't shave. And he continues to shave. If he was becoming Tamei all day, he's saying, don't become Tamei, don't become Tamei. Then he's on each one. between each. So Bemezid, he was going to get Malchus, and here he's just telling him, as you get Hasra, each time Hasra changes it from Shogig to Mezid. Here you give me Malkus. So he wants to drink wine all day. Each time you tell him that he's not allowed to drink wine, he goes in and drinks wine. He'll be Chayav Malkus for the uh But in other words, I'm just saying, why wouldn't his action after one Hasra be considered the result of that first Hasra unless there was some kind of Shikacha before the next Hasra? No, that is. His action is related to the Hasra. But then, if you, what happens if, if you say Al Tishdeh, he drinks a, a glass of wine. Then you go ahead and say, I'll just stay again after he's drunk that glass of wine, and he drinks again. He'll be high each time he drinks. As opposed to when you just warn him at the beginning of the day and say, don't drink wine, he drinks once, he'll be high for that first time. And then after he keeps on drinking, it's, there's no additional isur that's generated there. He has to be warned. To separate between each drink, right, and make it a new isur, you have to warn him. You have to bring a hasra in between. That divides them up. That's the chalik. So why, if he remembers that initial hasra, Every time he drinks. Why does a new hasra? Why is a new hasra necessary to generate a new chiyuv? Why can't the initial hasra generate that new? Because it's all part of the original hasra. Meaning that to get malchus you need hasra, right? And that one hasra is only sufficient to take care of one drink. It only has. Tokif is only good, right? It expires after he's drunk, or it doesn't really expire, but it just. You're over the same lab the whole time because he warned you about one lab and now you're doing that same isur the whole time. Alright, now the Gemara says, <coughs> right, The Postuk says, or That what says by Mace? Says by Mace that he's not allowed to become Tameh, right? Says Kol. Right. So it says, Right, it says that he's not allowed to go in. Right, so it says, And it says, So there are two Lavim that are written by Tumat Ha Mace, by the, um, by the, by the Nazir. One is Lo Yavo, he shouldn't come into Tumat or to the Mace. And number two is that lo yitama, that he shouldn't become tamei by the mace. So are these two restrictions. Lazhiro al-tuma, lazhiro al-habi'ya, To say that there are two separate lavim by the, uh, by the nazir. One is that he may not mitamei l'meitim, and number two is that he may not enter the ohel mace. Bia refers to coming into ohel mace. So those are two restricted. About tuma, tuma lo. But according to Rabu, right, that tuma and tuma not. I mean that a Nazir can violate, right, too much twice, once by touching the mace, and once by entering the Ola mace. But if he touches multiple matim, according to Rabba, that's all one restriction of Lo Yitama, that you can't touch it. Rabbi Yosef, Amar Alukim, what are you saying, Amar Rabuna? Rabuna never said such a thing, Afilu Tuma Tuma. Yosef says that Rabuna believed even when you have multiple times that you touch a mace, each time you touch the mace, you'll be violating the law of loitama. 
Right, so if he's in the Beit Akvarot, so he's already Tamei, right, because he walked in there, he walked over the Kvarim, he was Tamei old mate, and now he's Tamei. Then you put, give him another mate to hold, or his mate, doesn't really matter, but Nagabu Chayav, he's Chayav. Amai, he's already Tamei, why should he be Tamei again when he turns into mate? Elalash Mamino, that you can be Mitamei Achar Mitamei. That you can be Mitamei multiple times. So even though you are Tamei already, you can, by touching the mace, violate the Easter of Loitama again. Now the Gemara is going to ask Hashem. So now I will say to you that the Gemara can be read one of two ways. Right? The Rosh brings down both Girsaot. One of them is follows the Girsa of the Mufaresh. One of them, or one of them follows the way the Mufaresh learns. The other one follows the way the Re learns. I learn it like the Mufaresh right now, which is the simpler way to learn. Which is now we have Rabbi Yosef arguing with Rabba about the statement of Rabuna. Is that everybody agrees that what there are two lavim here. One is that you may not enter your mace, and one is that you may not touch a mace. The question we have is if you touch multiple matim, are you chayev multiple times? So Rabba says no, and Rav Yosef says yes. Now the Gemara is going to challenge Rabba's position that it's not. That's what the Mefarsh is learning now. So he says, um, a coin was carrying a mace on his shoulders. And then they pass him another mate to touch. You think he might be chayav. Right, okay, this is a question that you're so here, whether it should say, it really should say, I think most of the Mishram changed the Girsu, tell me the hey chalel. Right? So you see what? That you have to be, once you are Tamei, you cannot be Tamei again. Samalei says to him, Wait a minute, what are you challenging me? So Rav Yosef, the question here is on Rav Yosef. Alright, Rav Yosef says, Tuma Utuma is, I'm sorry, the question on Yosef says that Tuma after Tuma can work. Here we have an explicit Limud by Kohen. That tuma after tuma is not restricted. Once you mechal yourself once, you can't be mechal yourself multiple times. Rishon Mal here point out that there's a hekish between Kohen and Gadol. We learn out things from Kohen, Gadol, Kohen, and Nazir that they all have the same application by tuma. So since by Kohen you're going to become tamei once and violate the law, same should be true by Nazir. Mar says, "What are you asking me? What about our Mishnah? That's not ayam etamelo meitim kolayom and ukhayv alachad." Mishnah says if he's been tamei to the meitim all day. So they chayav once. Amrlo al tamei al tamei. If they warn him each time, do not become tamei. Chayav al kol achat veachat. He can become chayav on each one. So you see from the Mishnah, you can have multiple two modes. So how can you have a, you have a bracer here that says that you're going to be matamei one time, and over here in our Mishnah it says it's going to be multiple times. So why are you asking on Rav Yosef from the bracer? The bracer doesn't even stand in the face of our Mishnah. It must be a bad bracer to start with. So where it says, Vahai, Amai, why how many times have in our Mishnah? Why should it be that he's five multiple times? Ella, Kasha, Dodi. So what are you going to say? The problem, there's a problem steer between the Bryce and the Mishnah? Right? Lo Kasha, no, we can explain this. Kan Bichiburim, Kan Shalobichiburim. So again, we're going to explain what it looks like the Bifarish. Kan Bichiburim and Kan Shalobichiburim is, what's your status at this time? So if you remember in the Bryce, so what was he doing? He had the mace on his shoulder. So as long as he's still in contact with the first mace, when he touches other matim, it does not change his status, or does not increase the tumah, or change the, bring another lab. 
And therefore, he's only chayav once. That's the case in the brisa. In the brisa, he still is in contact with one mace. When he touches another mace, that has no impact. Right? That is, our mission is talking about where he's already released the first mace. He became Tameh, and now he's no longer touching that mace. And then he goes and touches a different mace, or even the same mace. That is, that he's re-engaging in Tuma. When he re-engages in Tuma, then he violates an additional lav. Okay, so the difference will be, simply, when do we, we say that you can have Tuma Akhar Tuma, but you only have Tuma Akhar Tuma when you've disengaged from the first Tuma that you were touching, and now you got re-engaged with another Tuma. But where you're still engaged with the first Tuma, meaning that you're carrying the mace on your shoulders, and then you touch another mace, that's already like, hello, that is, you're already in the status of Mikhulau, and therefore you can't, what, become more Tameh. That's where the Mepharsh learns it. Now, the Metuma de Chiburim del Raisa, so Gemara says, based on this, you're suggesting, what, that Tumat Chiburim is Midorites Minatorah. Why? Because you're saying the Vlad will depend on whether he's still attached to the original mace or not attached to the original mace. And whether you're in contact with the first person you touched will determine whether you're Chayim for the second time. That Chiyu is a Chiyu Midoraisa of a Lav. That suggests that this concept of Chiburim, of being attached to the Tumat, is a din in but then the oraisa hamar rav yitzchak by yosef from ranai lo amra tuma bechibur mel tuma bekochim of a lot of people say pesach lo the only time we say that tuma bechibur works is by tuma and kochim but by nazir and also pesach no that sounds like it's a din the rabbonon and the rabbonon picked right where they were metamei and where they were not metamei so they weren't they did not omit varav in the case of a nazir which will uproot his nazirut or a pesach which is a chiyum karei. So we didn't upload their words. What is this keyboard over here? But what does it mean uh, that, that, that it is by Truma and Kachim and not by Pesach? Right. Or Nazir and Pesach. What's the Pesach? Or right. Nazir and Nazir. What does that mean? That means that the Rabbanim only goes there too much Chiburim when it comes to Truma and Kachim and they were not goes there it by a Nazir to Truma and Chiburim. What do you mean? That they said you will be Tamei. If you come into contact with Truma and Chiburim then you will be Tamei. Tamei again. Oh, so that's a good question. What does it mean again here? But it can't be again here because this is going to be for the first time. So by, by sharpening the question, you get to the answer already. So you're asking me a question that's going to get you the answer, which is, how did he become Tameh here? And so the c- case is where you have a mace here, mm-hmm. and you have an individual who's touching that mace. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, when that individual touches that mace, what's he? He's Tameh, Shivat Yamit. Now, what happens if you, while he's touching this mace, you come and touch him? So in general, when you touch someone who's Tameh mace, you're only Tameh Tumat Erev, because he's a Ava Tuma, and you become a Rishon the Tuma. So here, it sounds like the Chavim would go there, when I'm holding onto this mace, and you touch me, right, that not only are you Tameh Tumat Erev, you are Tameh Tumat Shiva. Because as long as he's attached to the mace, he passes on the Tuma of the mace, and you become, like, it's a, he's conductive of the Tuma, he becomes a conductor of the Tuma, and anybody who touches this person who's in contact with the mace will also become Tameh Tumat Shivat that's only for Tumat and Kachim. Right. So the Chavim said that Gezeira of that Tumat Chiburim, that you can be conductive of Tumat for seven days, is only true by Tumat and Kachim and not true by Osa Pesach and Nazir. But the fact that you can differentiate shows that it's only a Din Der And yet we just said that Chiburim is a Din Dor right? because so we're applying it by Nazir to determine whether you're Chayim the Lav or not Chayim the Lav. Whether you're Chayim multiple Lavim or not will be whether you're determined by whether you're still in contact 
with the mates or not. That's going to be his makos. Right. How many makos you could get, or how many hasra you can give you to get multiple makos. If you're still in contact with the mates, according to our Gemara, then even if you touch multiple mates, you're only five once, because you're still in contact with the original mate. Whereas, if you let go of the original mate, now you touch new team, then each time you touch, you'll become chayav again for a lot. So the, the asker of this question wants to, wants to give more than one set of makos to the nazir, who is nifimah. But that's at least the conclusion of our Gemara above, that you get more than one makos, which is a dindo right so. And now you're bringing me that chiburin is really their abundant, because their abundant separate out when chiburin works and when it doesn't work. It only goes there, there's too much shiva for... Kachim and Truma, not for Nazir. It's a pencil. The fact that they differentiate in too much Kiburim proves to you that it's a Dindar Because with Dindar rice, it applies everywhere. The fact that they're differentiating tells you it's a Dindar Abanan. So now you have a din, one, one thing, one verse teaching you, one din teaching you that it's Dindar Abanan, one din teaching you that it's Dindar What is it? Is it a Dindar Abanan or is it a Dindar Rice? But our case of Kiburim by Nazir isn't that case. It's a different case. Oh, so that's the Gemara's answer. I said to you, if I clarify the question, you're going to have the answer. And that's exactly what the Gemara answers. Gemara, the rice my Shnah. So why is why should it make a difference? Can't be chubriyadam v'adam, can't be chubriyadam v'meis. Exactly what you just said, Speed. That the cases are different. In the case by <coughs> the nazir, the tumas meis is still in contact with him, and now we want to make him tamei again, right? That is a din deoraisa. If you're carrying out a mace on your shoulders. You remain Tamei because of Tumat Chiburim, and if you go and touch other Mitim, it'll have no impact at this point. Whereas in our case, in the case of Truman Bachim and Nazir and Osip Pesach, the case is that you're not, you're in contact with Tuma, and we're not talking about you anymore. We're talking about a third party that comes and touches you. What's their status? So that's what the Mephari says, Mido writes, and their status is Tumat Erev. When you're in contact with the Mace, and then you are Tamei Tumas Shiva, and the person who touches you should only be Tamei Tumas Erev. So Rabbana came ahead and went ahead and said they were Gozer though, right? That Gozer, that when you come into contact with someone who's in contact with their mate, that they are what? Tamei Tumas, right? Tamei Tumas Shiva. And that's exactly what the Rabbana It's exactly what you're saying. We have different cases here. One, you're talking about the person themselves that's in contact with the mate, and what's their status? In the other case, you're talking about someone who's in contact with someone who's in contact with the mace. Alright, so that would be, uh, the differentiation. In the quest, that's why one case is Dirabona, and one case is Dioraita. Alright, makes sense? Is that, uh, is that clear? Alright. Well, what's the, what's the asker getting at? What's he trying to say? Hey, he's saying, Tumas Chiburin, is, it isn't Dirabona. Right. We see this exact. So what's he, what does he want to say by Nazir? That the Nazir, should be chayav more than one makhmer. Right, each He's time. Each time. Yes, yes. That if you say Tumas Kiburim is only the Rabbanon, then in Torah there is no such thing as Tumas Kiburim. There's no such thing as Tumas Kiburim in the Rabbanon. Even when he's carrying on a mate, he touches other team, he should be chayav. Right. Okay. Right, so that, that the answer is no, that these two different types of Kiburim, which you noted by, by clarifying the question, you noted that that's the answer already, that you have two cases. Here there's a third party. In the case of Tuma by Nazir and Truma and Kachim and... Uh, Pesach, there's a third party involved over here. By Nazir, when you're trying to get Mapas, it's only you. It's the person who's involved with the mace, you're in contact with the mace. So that's the Gemara's answer. Alright, wait, hold on a second. I don't want to read this yet. Alright, now, th- that's the, the way the Mephorish learns it. On the other hand, the Reed learns it, that, that even Rabba agrees, and this is what the Rush says, that even 
Rabbah agrees that Tumah Batumah works by Tumah Chiburim. Rabbah agrees that Tumah Tumah doesn't work right anywhere else. It works, but it does work by Tumah Chiburim. And then the Gemara challenges, right, Rabbah, not Rabbi Yosef, but challenging Rabbah about how do you know that it really, how do you know that Tumah Tumah does not, how do you know that Tumah Tumah works, right? Because we have this price that says that it doesn't work by Chiburim. That's where the Gemara comes and differentiates between and says, well, one is talking about Tumat Piburim and one is talking about once you disengage from the Tumat. That's what Rabba means. Rabba says, when do we say ain't Tumat Kartuma? That's when you're disengaged, uh, when you're engaged. You're still Bechiburim in the Tumat. But when is it, if you're disengaged from the Tumat, then even Rabba agrees that you'll be touching other people. What's the picture? Why would you think that it's not, if you disengage? Right. Why would you say, why wouldn't that be different than going to Noel or going into, uh, because you only have one lab of lo yitama. So once I'm tamay, how do you make yourself more tamay? Right? I mean that once you're tamay, becoming more tamay is almost a right, meaningless statement. And is that different than drinking wine? I guess it is drinking wine, you drink more. Each review is, is a violation of the lab. When you have tuma, right, so there might be is the restriction not to become tamay, and therefore you're already tamay, or the restriction is don't touch anything that will make you tamay. And but going to house, every house would still be, you'd still have another lab every time you're going to house. No, the first house you get one bia. You get one bia and one touching. That's it, you have two lab. You have one bia into a house and one touching. That's it. So there you Each go. one is like its own right, category. category. Okay, so that's the, so the Mars Now, based on this, the re says that, that when we're talking about here, when we differentiate the case here, since even Rabbi agrees by Tumas Chiburim that it works, Tumas Chiburim is the Oraisa, the differentiation here, when the Gemara says, Khan, the Chiburi, means this that even though writes according to the re even though writes that when I, when the mace is here and I touch the mace and a third person comes and touches me they are tomei tumat shiva that everybody agrees with that's even a Torah principle when does it change what happens if a fourth person comes along what happens if I'm now touch the mace I'm tumat right, so then I touch you know the next person over here so you have Ruben they have a mace here Ruben touching the mace and now he's touching Shimon. Shimon is Tamei Del Rice, according to the Reed. Yeah, it's the fourth person. Now Levi comes along, right? And touches Shimon. Right, so how many people are involved here? So that's the, the question here. So when it's two, that's what the Gemara is answering up. When it's just, when there's three people involved, the mace, the first person touching him and the second person touching him, then the Tachmi Del Rice. When it comes to four people involved, meaning you have a mace, then you have Ruben touching Shimon and Shimon touching Levi, Levi, that is a din de Rabbana. That's the way the read learns the, the Gemara. That's the difference. Because he proves from other places that you can see that Tumas Chiburim is the Oraisa when you have this conductive property of Ruben touching the mace and Ruben touching Shimon. Alright? So now the Gemara says, about Tumah Tumah Lo, right? Why is it that by Tumah, sequential Tumot, that we would say no? The Hamitame, you're quite. Because he is already Tameh. So Mark says, Tumah Bia Nami Hamitame, you're quite. Well, you have the two cases of Tuma and Bia. Bia should only become a problem if you become Tamei by going into the OL. But if you're Tamei already, what is going into the OL have any impact? You're already Tamei. It should be meaningless. So I'm going to be kind of a bite, kind of a We can answer that. Uh, why? Because it depends where he is. Right? Where is he? When he's out, when he comes into the house simultaneously with his coming into the house, he's Tamei. Too much mace, and he's tamei too much ohel. 
So therefore, in one shot, you can get violate both these surim of lo yavo and lo yitama. But when you're out in the field, right, and then the guys became tamei, right, and he already t- if you touch the mates already in the field, and then you want to walk into an ohel, I agree, you can't be chayav twice there because you're already tamei. So this case of where you're going to be chayav both for bia and for tuma, it's going to be a unique case where the tuma happens at the same time you're bia. That's only when you're entering the ohel that you become both tamei tumas ohel and tamei tumas mace at the same instant. Because he goes into the house and touches the mace, or he carries the mace? No, as soon as you walk into the house, you are tamei because of going into the house, but you're also tamei because you're in the ohel. You become tamei now. You violated two Isurim now. One is you're going to the oil. And number two is that once you're in the oil, you become Tamei. Okay, so that's uh. it. Now you don't have to touch the mates anymore. But here, the problem is if you did touch the mates already, you're already Tamei. And going to the oil does nothing because going to the oil, the problem going to the oil is that you're going to become Tamei. And you already are Tamei. What's the difference? So that's what Rabbi That's what uh, Rabbi Yochanan suggests. But the sada is you touch the mace already. In the sada, there's no oh there, so you touch yeah, the mace. You you're tamei already. Once you're tamei, entering the ohel doesn't do anything for you because you're already tamei. Right? So it has to be that entering the ohel is what brings down the tuma to violate lo yavo. Right? Lo yavo going to the ohel has to be that you're becoming tamei going to the ohel. So the only way that can be is if you're not tamei going into the ohel. Okay, so that's what Rabbi Yochanan says. All right, uh, we'll stop here. The, the, the mark goes on. It's going to challenge uh, challenge this based on Dinei Tumazoa. It goes on through most of the uh, doc tomorrow, or most of the Elma tomorrow. So we'll stop here.